0: Welcome to the Weight Release Revolution podcast. I'm your host Bron Martin, the Hypnotic Weight Whisperer. This podcast is for women who are so over diets, but you still want to release weight. And if diets don't work, and we know they don't from hard-won experience, then what do we do? It's all good, now you're in the right place. I'm gonna share practical tools, inspiration, insights, and a little bit of mind-bendy hypno-magic to support you in your weight release journey. So let's get started, shall we? What is your BMI, though? In this episode, we're going to explore the BMI body mass index, or as I like to call it, bullshit measurement indicator. Like, honestly. Sometimes I'm getting on the phone with people, and they start telling me about their BMI, and I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Not that I'm rude. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. Let me tell you why BMI is bullshit. And let me tell you the story, the history. Why we use BMI in the first place. Where did it come from? Why? Why do we use it? The thing to know about BMI is that it wasn't even created by a doctor, by a scientist, by a health practitioner. No. It was created by a Belgian mathematician. So this dude, Lambert Aldolf Jacques (laughs) Quetlet. I knew, I just wanted to say that last bit really fast because I knew I was going to screw it up. He, back in the 1830s, he wanted to set up a test, create a test to diagnose obesity. And he wanted to like basically find the average man. Like what's the average across, you know, the people, the population. So his thinking went that you could take thousands of measurements, compare them, and find the ideal weight. And then he calculated these samples and found that weight typically increases in relation to the square height of a person. Keeping in mind, and I'm getting this information from the ABC, thank you ABC for doing all of my research for me, keeping in mind that all of the participants in his study were Western European men. It wasn't about measuring individual health. And it wasn't until the 1970s when an American physiologist and dietitian Ansel Keys and a group of his colleagues promoted Quetelet's index as the best available way to quickly screen for obesity. But even when they did it right, they still didn't get it right. They didn't account for all body types. They measured healthy men from 12 sample groups. So at least they had a bit more diversity on the the race and culture kind of thing. But it's not, that's a whole population thing. Not at an individual level for an indicator for your health. This is why when you're going to any sort of um, health professional and they're using BMI as some sort of indicator, It is ridiculous. Run. Run very fast in the opposite direction. And what happens as women who are wanting to release weight, it's using that BMI indicator as a measure of worth. As a measure of where do I fit in the scale of normal, right? And. I remember back when I worked in an office, and this happened a couple of times actually, that women would just start talking to men. Often women talk about weight, and they would just be like, Oh, I went to the doctor and apparently I'm obese. And so then all of a sudden, now they've got this label in their mind of, I'm obese. And they weren't obese. Like, you know, it's just ridiculous. So it's not a great measurement of the way that you show up in the world of giving yourself that status now of now I'm unhealthy and when you're feeling like now you're kind of labeled and stigmatized then you can be really like um, it can make you feel down on yourself and when you feel down on yourself and you're like well what's the point anyway I'm obese so I might as well just keep going and what can actually happen is there's a, a sort of a bias and a skewed perception around um, people getting medical treatment when they're overweight. So quite often, doctors will tell people in bigger bodies to release weight, to lose weight. The problem that you're having with the issue that you're presenting with is the weight, and so then they do all of these this test, and you're like you're outside the The normal range, you're in the obese range, you're in the overweight range. And then it takes the onus off. Well, now you've got to lose that weight to fix that problem. And you're like, I came in with a sore toe. How's that related to weight? You know? And so it can make you feel like this is your fault and it can be a blame and shame kind of situation, right? When you are being presented with this information, that you can be an advocate for yourself and say, this information. Is problematic. It was designed to be a population kind of average, not as an individual measure of health and wellness. That'll shut them up. And it's understanding that you get to be your advocate for what you want, for what you need. And what you don't need is to be labeled, what you don't need is to be you're out of the normal range. If you're carrying weight, you already fucking know that, don't you? You already know that. You don't need somebody to point that out when you're looking at what you want to need when you go to see a medical professional. It's not to be stigmatized, it's not to be labelled, it's not to be even spoken about like that. If your weight has got nothing to do with the presenting issue, right? Now, if you need surgery for something and the weight is has got something to do with it, then maybe. But still, the BMI doesn't actually work. Looking at the BMI range, If your BMI is between 18.5 and 25, you're normal weight. Normal. (laughs) And you're overweight if it's between 25 and 30. Anybody with a BMI of 30 or more has obesity. But this doesn't take into account muscle mass, bone density, overall body composition, racial and sex differences. Say researchers from the Perriman School of Medicine, University of Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for doing that important work in the world. And this brings us to athletes. So Usain Bolt would be bordering an overweight status with a BMI of 24.5. Obviously not overweight, right? Sonny Bill Williams has a BMI of 29, technically overweight. And if you don't know who he is, Google him. You're welcome. American football star quarterback Tom Brady, BMI of 27, overweight, and these are muscly dudes. So again, this is if you needed one thing, one reason why BMI sucks <laughs> and is a terrible measure to measure yourself against, to measure your self-worth against, to even be, you know, pigeonholed into feeling like you're obese, then you could just let that go. You can advocate for yourself. You can say BMI is outdated. Why are we still using it? Reading from the medical news today, it says BMI exaggerates thinness in short people and fatness in tall people. hate that F word. Nick Trefethen, professor of numerical analysis at Oxford University's Mathematical Institute, wrote a letter to The Economist and explained that BMI leads to confusion and misinformation. BMI equals weight in kilograms divided by height in meters squared. Now, elsewhere in this article, it said, why did they use such a simplistic way of thinking? And and it says, well, actually, Trefethen. Trif- Trefethen? He explained that during Quetlet's, God, these bloody names, time there were no calculators, computers, or electronic devices, which is probably why he opted for a super simple system. And why are institutions around the world still using this same flawed BMI formula? And Trefethen, who is... a a numerical analysis dude, (laughs) he was like, perhaps nobody wants to rock the boat. So basically he's surmising that we're stuck with this outdated, antiquated, simplistic and ridiculous way of measuring somebody's weight and worth because nobody wants to rock the boat. Nobody wants to rock the boat. Nobody wants to say, hey guys, I don't think this is working. And what happens apparently is that every couple of months somebody says BMI is flawed and people are like, yeah, it is. And then everyone just keeps using it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And what's the better way to do it then? Well, I would say that perhaps, maybe for medical reasons, they need to do something. But I would say for you, you don't need to worry about it. You can tell by your clothes. You can tell by if you do weigh yourself. You can tell by that. You don't need to know what your BMI is. Don't put any stock in the BMI value. Certainly don't put your worth or self-value into some number that some dude back in 1830 created because he didn't have a motherfucking calculator. You get to be in this body. You get to feel at home in your body without labels, knowing that you are amazing Knowing that you can release weight if you want to, knowing that you could be at this weight forever if you want to, and you can release it easier when you're not holding on to labels that you're an obese, overweight person who has, you know, who gets told off by their doctor, who gets talked down to. Like whenever I used to go to the dentist, they used to like tell me off and I tell you what, I've got so many fillings in all of my teeth and it takes them so long to read out every filling when I go to a new dentist. And I could hear the judgment in their voice. And I'm like, I'm lying here with my eyes closed, but I'm not deaf. And so now if I go and see a new dentist, and I've moved a lot, so I've seen a lot of new dentists, I tell them, don't talk to me about any, I used to eat a lot of sugar, I don't anymore, but don't talk to me, don't lecture me, don't whatever. Because, and I said, I find it very confronting, this whole experience. So, and then they know, and then they keep that little bit of judgment out of their voice. So advocate for yourself When you're at the doctor, if you're feeling like you're being treated less than because they've put you into a pigeonhole and then they're blaming carrying excess weight for something that may or may not be completely related to that excess weight. And welcome to segment one, stuff I love. (laughs) This is the part of the show where I share with you what I'm really loving right now. And what I'm really loving right now is these chips. They're so freaking good. I've got the packet here. Empty, obviously. They're from a brand. Can you hear that? I'm just crinkling it for realism into the microphone. This can be like an ASMR episode. Um, This is a, a brand called, I'm going to say it fast, Timole. It's T E M O L E, but it's Mexican sounding. So Timole. 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 Timo. I don't know. Anyway, they're almond chips. Now, I had these years ago, I would say before COVID. And I found them in a in an airport, actually. And I was looking around, because usually the airport has a pretty shit selection of healthy food. And I was looking in the stationary um, place, you know, the news agent. And I found these in with the trail mixes. And I thought, oh, and I looked at the ingredients and they were good. And I was like, okay. And even the oil in them is really good. So these are made up of almonds, 50% white beans, almond oil, and sea salt. That's it. I know, amazing. And you get a little packet. So there's 40 grams in the packet. They also have other flavors, which are barbecue and salsa. And yesterday I went to get them because these have been on special. And I went to get them and they didn't have any sea salt ones. So I got a packet of barbecue, even though that's not my favorite. And then I remembered why it's not my favorite. So so if you like barbecue, you'll like them, but I don't really like barbecue. So uh, I went again today and got some. They're on sale. Sale. I love me a good sale. $2.70 at Woolworths. Yeah, amazing. 40% off. So they're a bit exy when you buy them full price, but they're good. And as you may know by now, I do look at carbohydrate count on food because I just want to know, how's this affecting my body? And... I take the very unscientific approach. So if you're like, oh, that's not even how it works. Then just I told you already that's unscientific. So whatever. Um, so this has got 8.3 grams of carbs in it and carbs hit the bloodstream and can be tempered by fat and by fiber. But I just don't want to do any sort of, um, you know, calculations. So I just look at it and think, oh, so that's a basically a teaspoon and a half of um, of sugar. That's hitting my bloodstream and i'm actually okay with that from a snack which has also got lots of you know goodness in it so yeah and they're oven baked gluten-free made with real almonds sea salt oven baked almond chips from timole timole you can find them at Woolworths and maybe at some random news agent at the airport i've got really loud birds outside my window and they're squawking away i tell you what this is not part of this segment but I don't want to give you a bum stare and you think, oh, all of these tamale products are amazing because I did get another one as well and it was cauliflower puffs and I didn't even eat them. They just weren't very good. Like the texture of them in my mouth and they actually were mostly made out of rice. The texture of them in my mouth was just gross and it just went gummy and it was disgusting and I had about a handful of them thinking that maybe they would get better. They didn't magically get better so I stopped eating them and so I cannot recommend The tamale cauliflower puffs. Eat them at your own risk. You have been warned. Now we're on to dodgy diet debunking. In this segment, I share the insane, ineffective, ridiculous, and sometimes downright dangerous diets. And if you want me to cover one, then just tag me. And if you see it on Facebook, just tag me and I'll save it into my dodgy diet file or diet BS. What have I called it? Diet BS, I think. The one today I found myself, I think I've been tagged in it as well. And it's from Healthy Emotion, the all natural slim patch. And it starts with a very, there's a video on Facebook and it's had 1.8 million views, which triggers my rage, um, you know, <laughs> 1.8 million people have had to see this bullshit. So curb your food cravings with the slim patch and it's a smiling happy lady and this is other smiling happy lady I had some amazing results I just stopped feeling hungry all the time I stopped craving carbs like I used to I didn't reach for the cookies as a go-to snack and both of these ladies are super slim by the way obviously I lost weight within the first week of using this product she's got really earnest eyes as well and then it's another lady and she's eating salad and she's like touching her patch and she's eating salad, looking really smug. Oh, and they're so happy. They're so excited. 10 powerful natural ingredients. Anyway, I can't go on. I can't keep reading it. Now, what I wanted to show you was in the comments, this is how you know they are rubbish, if you didn't already know. So Flora Norris, I no longer have cravings for sweet stuff anymore. And then when you click on Flora Norris, she's got two photos. And her profile started on the 19th of July. Okay, looks legit. Julia West, wow, I could tell a huge difference an hour after I had the patch on. Three days using them now and I actually feel more energized and less hungry. Julia West has two pictures and her profile was set up on the 19th of July. Carlotta Orlando, yes, I can't believe it works. Carlotta, 18th of July, two pictures, whole profile. Giovanna Costa, definitely helps me to stay in a calorie deficit. Two pictures, 3rd of July, her Facebook profile was started. Let's just scroll down a bit. Um, Irene Sheffield, not a joke. I highly recommend giving it a go. This works. Let's have a look at Irene's profile. Two pictures started on the 19th of July. That one looks like an OnlyFans picture, to be honest. Um, Wilheimer Graham. They're getting a bit more, you know, creative with the names. I began using the patches around two months ago. It certainly helps me with my hunger cravings. Wilheimer Graham. Two pictures on her profile set up on the 19th of July. And then you see other people. You know, can you buy this in Australia? If so, where? And you can tell that that one's a real one. Vita Perez, for someone who does not have time to exercise, this was a game changer. Yeah, and Vita Perez, two photos, profile set up on the 19th of July. Somebody's a little bit skeptical and says, can I have the picture of ingredients listed in amounts, please? Hi Vicky, we describe all the ingredients on the website. Well, let's go and have a look at the website. Let's go and have a little look on the website. What are these ingredients? These magical ingredients. $34, gets you a one month supply. Now, if you go on to anything and then you come off something, all of your results are going to disappear. That makes sense, right? Okay, this is what it's got. Fucus vesiculosis extract, a natural sea plant extract, 5-HTP. During dieting, Serum, tryptophan levels, and CNS serotonin levels drop dramatically. Actually, I used to take 5-HTP when I was a party girl because it helped you with the Come Down Tuesday. Guarana, zinc, yerba flaxseed oil, lecithin, raspberry fruit extract, l zinc. zinc. Oh, they've got zinc twice. They must have really liked it. Did I say zinc? Oh, zinc pyruvate. Maybe that's different. So I can tell you without being a doctor a scientist or even a mathematician from the 1830s who's had such a massive impact on the health industry with the bmi that this does not actually work and this is does it work it says yes it does work if it worked they wouldn't have to have so many fake fucking uh comments on their profile would they no no it does not work you start it you may see some results you stop it stops You could get all of that stuff from just like having a multivitamin and a nice smoothie or something. Don't waste your money on these bullshit things. And these things are getting more and more and more as the weather gets better in Australia. And quick fix bollocks promises just abound across Facebook, across the internet. And I've been there. I've done that so many times. Like I remember I was in my early 20s. And I've never been an exerciser. All of a sudden it was coming into bikini season and I had not moved my body for the longest time. And I had cellulite. And so I bought anti-cellulite things and I was saying to the girl at the counter, do you think this will um, get rid of my cellulite in two weeks because I'm going on holiday? And she was like, well, it'll make a difference. No, it didn't make a difference. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from your previous mistakes. Remember that the diet industry is set out to make money from you they don't give a shit that it doesn't work. Then you double down and, oh, well, maybe it takes longer to work. No, it doesn't. When you're putting your power, when you're giving your power away to something else and taking that, you know, that it's the changes aren't coming from within you, that you need to rely on a crutch for this to work. No. I mean, I even see people that, um, you know, are selling, like they're making out they're like doing this whole healthy kind of Way of doing it, but then they're selling drops to suppress your appetite. I'm like, how does that fucking work? How does that work? It's taking you away from the knowing, intuition, and intelligence of your own body. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Now we're up to the part of the episode where I pop a health food bubble, something that you thought was healthier than it actually is. And in this segment of that's not as healthy as you think it is. How annoying was that voice? We're going to look at veggie chips. Now, sometimes you could think that, oh, I'm not going to get potato chips. I'm going to get some veggie chips because they're so much better for you. And occasionally I get veggie chips from the health food store. But when I buy them, I know they're not healthy for me. So it's just if you're reaching for things because you think they're healthier, right? I just get them because I like them. And what can be problematic is having vegetable and seed oils because they can They don't just cope well with high temperatures. Anyway, they change their molecular structure and then they can cause free radicals or something like that. Anyway, so that's not what it's about, but that's one aspect of it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a comparison between veggie chips and potato chips. And you'll see that there's not that much difference. Okay, so the veggie chips that I've chosen are from Coles. And actually they're on special, half price compared to Woolies. Uh, These are veggie chips, deli crisps original. I haven't had these ones myself. I usually get them from the health food store and they're just in the bulk bin place. But this one, the ingredients, orange and purple sweet potato, taro, vegetable oil, seasoning, maltodextrin, salt, sugar, yeast extract and garlic powder. With a bit of tapioca starch in there. So just for flavor, really. The carbohydrates for these veggie chips were 100 grams, 56 grams of carbs. So if you're doing my calculation, that's like 11 teaspoons of sugar if you had 100 grams. They say a serving size is 20 grams. So then going over to this other one, which is just Tyrrell's Lightly Sea Salted Slow Cooked Crisps. And these ones, oh, looky, looky, 100 Uh, grams is 56.4 grams of carbs so exactly the same these have got potatoes sunflower oil and sea salt so if you were doing a side-by-side comparison these don't have all of the other flavors that the first one did the veggie chips with the salt sugar yeast extract and extra um, garlic powder now yeast extract there's there there's not really a link between yeast extract and msg but Yeast extract contains naturally occurring glutamates, which are forms of an amino acid that are found naturally in food. So that's why they're using it for the flavor. For the flavor. So if you were comparing these two not amazing choices, you would think that the veggie chips would come out on top. But actually, if you're taking those extra flavorings into account, you're probably better off with the potato chips. I know. And I eat potato chips sometimes. I'm not demonizing any food, but it's just understanding that sometimes you're reaching for something and you think, oh, that's such an amazing thing. And it's just not. So just knowing. Knowledge is power, babies. So until the next episode, where I share more, what the fuck, around this whole industry and some insights and aha moments for you to support you in your weight release journey thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Release Revolution. Now, every good revolution needs people. And so I would be ever so grateful if you could share this podcast out with friends and family. You know, those conversations when people start running themselves down or looking for miracle diet cures. Just share this podcast with them. Another way that you can share is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that's showing Apple, hey, more people need to see this and every time you leave a five star rating an angel gets her wings true story be sure to subscribe yourself so you don't miss out on any future episodes i've made you a whole bunch of valuable resources that you can find by clicking through on the link that starts and go and ends in the word hello in the podcast description or show notes So it's go.mindkey.com.au forward slash hello. And those resources are fabulous. You've got a free hypno download that supports you to break up with diets forever. There's a workshop that you can listen to to find out your sabotaging behaviors. You can listen to more hypno recordings over on my YouTube channel. And there's paid programs and ways to work more intensively with me over there. So go over and check that out. And I'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Believe in you. You've got this. Thank you.